Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hear this, hear this, right now. Welcome. Primetime with Isaac and Souk. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Show, show, your, show your mouth. Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Rop and Jason Sukanik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is going to be great. This is Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what a do? Ahoy! What up? Son. What are you guys doing? I got some sunshine. I'm we excited. Do. Yeah. Good. You know, it's about damn time. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. That's right. Let's get some sun. Yeah. Anytime you travel someplace that's warm and like it's nice, and then you oh. come back, it's just. What was it like down there in New Orleans? 80 degrees and sunny. Nah. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. And it never got cold. You know, it'd be like 1 a.m. and you're wandering uh, Bourbon Street and it's like 68, 69 degrees. It's freaking fantastic. I wore shorts and uh, like a, a short sleeve shirt the entire time I was down there. Amazing. Not here, dude. No, and then you come back here, and last night it was like a torrential downpour. It's like, really? We're doing this again? Yeah, I think that's coming on Friday, too, they say. That's exciting. Let's go. Love it. It's great. Woo-hoo. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. But right now, I'm enjoying the sunshine, and I didn't have to turn on my wipers. I'm slightly feeling, sunny today. I'm feeling pretty good. You know what? I take slightly sunny. At I know. This, I was, I'm not uh, asking for a lot. I'll take slightly sunny. Well, I was out hit. It's amazing what the what bad weather will do to your perspective. I was out hitting balls today, and I saw you know, a guy that... You know, I see a lot out there, and he was just done playing. And I was like, hey, how'd it go? You know, the yeah. usual small talk. Sure. And I was like, nice day! <laughs> and by most every account, it's not. No. But to us, it felt like a nice day. It was Absolutely. like 42 degrees and May. not raining. You take it. Only spitting. Yes. And he was like, yeah, it's pretty nice out there. <laughs> see? see you later. Life is about perspective. Yeah. You know, it's that it's the Homer Simpson quote, which I love. It can sometimes be better. It can, can always, always be, be worse. worse. Yeah. That's right. So it is perspective. Because I have to take the, the stupid dogs on a walk in the morning. And so when I wake up, that's the first thing I do is like we have like the like the patio, like the big sliding Whoa, glass door. Yeah, fancy. It's, yeah, it's really fancy. Man, <laughs> yeah. I want your contract. My 1982 Sweet Rambler. That's a it's a tasty. Yeah, your house is like Brady Bunch house, right? Very well, much. That's 
uh, my house was built, I think, in 82, but it is nice. all the 70s things you would think. Nice. Like, stuff that makes no sense. Like, there's there's random um, cutouts in the wall. Like, where there would be a solid wall, there's just, like, two big squares cut out. For what? Like, TVs and stuff? No, no. Nintendos? Just, no, just, like, windows, but with no glass. CD in, player? In, inside oh, the house. Windows with no glass. Yeah. So, like, is your... So, it's drywall? Yeah, and then just a, so like if you're coming up my stairs, where there's normally just a wall, there's two huge cutouts. Yeah, it's like for sculptures and things or trophies. Uh, you couldn't put anything in there because it's just you know it's the you know it's like a windowsill. Yeah, and it's you put something on it like you put a plant or like a trophy or something. That's what that's for. <laughs> Till it falls off and kills whoever whoever's ever below that, it. Well, maybe, but whoever built that house was fancy. And then I have fancy also, AF. And then I have two. That I haven't quite figured out why half walls for no apparent reason, where they're just like waist high yeah. in random rooms. Those were a thing. Those were a thing, and then the half wall goes into a, a again not a, like a load bearing pillar, just a pillar with another cutout. And then um, we also have two unnecessary. Uh, they're not half walls, but they're random walls in an open room, right where there's just in the middle of the room for some unknown reason to divide up the space, there's just one wall. Like it doesn't box anything in. It's just, here's a wall for no reason. It is the most. And mo- you can go around it on yes, both sides. Yes, on both sides. Cool. So why is there a wall? Well, walls were big in the 80s. Well, I don't know why we loved walls. We didn't what- finish walls. Saved us money. Yeah, but why even if it was about. The open floor plan was not a thing then. If it was about, but. You would think that if the closed floor plan, you would have a defined space, like you would you would seal it off and have a separate room. No, no. this just puts a barrier in yeah. between spaces that makes no sense. And my home is is full of them. Well, it made sense when they built it. They did. So yes. So if you if you want to talk about a, a fancy home, my home is not what you would consider fancy. It is very much. It's not what I hear. I've gotten rid of most of the popcorn ceiling though, which is which is Ew. nice. Jeez. If you've ever had to deal with that, that's very exciting. Um, but anywho, the whole point of this is yeah, that what we're talking when about? I wake up in my Brady Bunch Rambler, the the sliding door, like to, uh, the, the the little patio that's like a, a <clears throat> four feet, you know, you can you could sit out there in one chair. Uh, that is like the moment I open my eyes because the stupid big dog, the bear dog, he's waiting right there for me the moment I get up, and he's just staring at me. Because he's looking to get outside. And when I look out, because I know i got to take him either way. And so that first glimpse of either gray, dreary rain or sun, it makes or breaks my whole morning. And so when I woke up today and there was sunshine and it wasn't rainy, I just, our whole day, me and me and the big fella, we just get off to such a better day. He's excited. I'm like, all right, let's do this. As opposed to the, oh my God, we have to do this crap. And it's just then I got to he just to drag me out there. It's a whole thing. And so, yes, that that first ray of sunshine where I know it's not raining. I don't care how cold it is. Just don't give me the rain or like a, a driving rain. My whole day off to a great start. Spoken like a true Northwesterner. I know. I get it. Yeah. The dog walk is a hard thing in the rain. It is. It's but, really annoying. But does does Molly two poops freak out if she doesn't get it? Well, I mean, she needs it, so yeah. you got to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you could just let her sit there. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, you got to take them, so you just bundle up and do it, or you you don't just... you don't have to. 
I mean, well, we do. But my thing is, if the 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 bulldog doesn't care. He could give a rip. You know, he's like, I'm not doing this, Dad. But the big guy, if if you don't take him out, he uh he goes destructive. He'll start like you'll come home and and he he wants to send a message. He's like, oh really? We didn't well, go today. I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll yeah. let you know. Yeah. He's like, oh, we didn't go today. By the way, it's um, only fair. Yeah, this uh, th- whatever it was that you loved right here. Yeah, that's gone. Uh, just so you know, so tomorrow, raining or not, we should go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dogs are uh, amazing like that. They'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Molly will tell us. Yeah. Let She's you like, know. let's do it. Yeah. She does the pee-pee dance. Oh, uh, little hop. Well, it's yeah, it's like she hops on her hind legs and like slaps at you like a boxer. <laughs> and that's when you know. Yeah. Uh, Cod just like sits in front of you and stares a hole through you. That's he just just stares, huh? Just stares. Yeah. And it's And then it, every once in a while if you're not paying attention, does he he? Yeah, he. Does he growl then or like No. Yip. But he will come over and like you cannot ignore him. One, yeah. he's the size of a small horse. Yeah, he won't take no. No. And so if you choose to ignore him, he will just eventually get closer and closer and then he uh he gets up like on your lap. And at that point you just have this <laughs> massive 150 pound fur thing in your face and then you're like hmm. you're like well this is this is what's happening i was looking at siegfried and roy's house did you know they're well one of them's dead oh really i'm pretty sure the one that got mauled by the tiger and ended up like all screwed up uh because oh. well they got mauled by a tiger he lived for you know years and years they didn't perform after that but i'm pretty sure he uh i'm pretty sure he's gone Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Did they live together? No. Were they, were they lovers? They were at one point, but they they went their separate Well, ways. their mansion is up for sale. Oh. $3 million. And That's boy, it? Yeah, it's not that nice. I mean, it's big, but it's had wild cats roaming around it. Oh. As you, you know. Yeah, that's you no... You probably know. And, I bet you that place smells wonderful. Well, and it looks like it's straight out of... Like, you said your house was built in 1982? Yeah. So was this. And yeah. they haven't changed a thing. Well, it is weird when you get a mansion... But it's a really dated mansion. I say this about Graceland. You ever you you went to Graceland, right? I've never been to Graceland. Oh, like I'm an Elvis. Really care to go? No, I don't care. I like Elvis. I'm an Elvis guy. Don't tell that to Nemec. He freaks out about it. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, it's the cultural appropriation thing. And what? Yeah. What is? What do you mean by that? Well, Elvis basically just took uh, other people's dance moves, other people's music that couldn't be popular because they were black. Yeah, and he did it, and then he became super famous. And so he hates Elvis for that. Yeah, he's very bitter about it. Andrew Nemec, huh? yeah, really big anti Elvis guy. Okay. Well, and I get all that, but I love Elvis, so that's fairly woke. It's pretty woke, but I get it. But I love Fat Elvis. Like seventies Elvis is peak Elvis for me. Like I don't want like nineteen sixty two young handsome Elvis. No, no, no. I want like nineteen seventy two fat bloated <clears throat> bringing a gun to the White House. Elvis Presley brought a gun to the White House and thought he could because he thought he was a member of the FBI. That's the Elvis that I want. The Elvis that thought he was a black belt in karate. Love that Elvis. So when we were in Tennessee, I was like, well, I gotta go to Graceland. I was all fired up and it was like, you know, the jungle room and like you hear all about Graceland. It's one of the more depressing and underwhelming places you've ever Wasn't been. Wasn't that nice, huh? No. And I get that for the time, it was probably spectacular. But when you have an idea, like when in my mind, when I heard the Jungle Room, you know, it's like, you know, they'll walk in in Memphis thing. There's a pretty little thing waiting for the king down in the Jungle Room. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like you go down into this basement and it's going to be this big grand thing. No, it's like you walk in and there's a, there's a really bad all-white living room. 
that looks like from the Brady Bunch era, but everything's white. And then you keep walking, and then you go into another slightly smaller living room with green shag carpeting, like a rock wall. Hey, take it easy on the um, shag carpet. It is green shag. Your parents would approve. And there's like a like a waterfall with like like some fake vines on it and a little trickle of water and then like a zebra rug. Hmm. And you're like, what? You're like, that's the jungle room? I was like, what? Uh, huh? I was so. What did they charge you to get into that? Uh, it was free because we uh, we were when we played in the bowl game in, uh, in Memphis. What what would they charge normal people? I think it's probably like thirty five, forty five bucks, something like really? that. Really? Yeah. Just a tourist house. Oh, and it's packed, man. Like people lose their ass. And is it all roped off, like velvet yeah. ropes? Like you velvet can't rope. touch anything? Yeah. And we got in trouble because we we went upstairs and it was a whole thing. That's we were stupid, chastised. And you can you yeah you can't go up and you can't go down. It's a, it's 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 very. And so when was the last? When did he die? Almost died in seventy. Did he die in seventy eight? So they didn't touch anything from that point forward, and then so you just go look at the way his house was. Yeah. yeah. See, that's kind of dumb to me too because I feel like yeah, he died in seventy seven. I feel like that's cool. Like I've been to like uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, presidents. Yeah. You know the presidents. You know, like yeah. they have houses and stuff. The U.S. presidents. Yeah. Was it Hamilton or uh, Washington? Where's Washington's estate? Mount Vernon. Yeah, we went to Mount Vernon. And then Monta is it Monticello? Is, that's in is Jefferson's. That's Jefferson, yeah. And that's in Virginia. So I, I think we've been to both. Although Maybe I don't Monticello, rem- I forget. I don't remember Jefferson's, but I remember Washington's, and it's kind of cool because it's like old timey. You know, it's like yeah. It's cool to see what their furniture was like, and their, yeah. but not from 1970. Exactly. Like, who cares? 1776, yes. yes. Very cool. 1976, yeah. no. It's like, what? Like, you go down into Elvis's bar, right? Like, he's like, and it's like, it's like the one room that you can go down, like, to the to the basement, and there's, like, his, <clears throat> his like, hangout room, and you're like, oh, man, I want to see what Elvis partied. There's, like, a pool table. Some yellow bar stools that look really uncomfortable, and then three like eighteen inch zenith black and white TVs like built into the wall. Yeah, no thanks. And you're like, what? Come out. Now this Siegfried and Roy house is not much better. Uh, although I will take back what I said. It was built in 1954. Okay, but they bought it in, in 1982. Yeah, same year that they built your house. Yeah, what they... synergy? <laughs> Me and Siegfried and Roy. If only I was a gay. Not lion, tiger tamer. Then it could have been yeah. Siegfried well, Roy halfway there. and Sukanic. Yeah, I'm working on it. Uh, Roy is dead. Died May 2020. Yeah, he died of COVID. Did you know that? I didn't know that. COVID got that dude. Oh. So he survived a, his neck <laughs> being bitten yeah. by a tiger. That's right. But COVID got him. Yep. That's a hell of a thing. Yeah, they were. Uh, I never did see Siegfried. And never Roy, saw him either. For a while there, they were a big deal. And then you know, after a while, I think it was kind of like. Were they really a big deal? They were at one point. Were they? I, I watched a uh, an A and E biography. I don't know if those are still around, but I used to really like. I used to really like those. I think A and E now does way more programming, but they used to run biographies. And yeah, at the the pinnacle in the eighties, Siegfried and Roy were like the thing in Vegas, which is fascinating because. Well, look, was it them or was it their cats? Well, it was the cats, but it's a magic show involving the the cats. Yeah, but the cats are the draw. Yeah, not but, them. Well, but they did the the magic and look. they were the cat wranglers, right? Like yeah, they they were the ones that. Well, they, but they were magicians, so they did illusions and they yeah. made the cats disappear and all that. And mm-hmm. but they were like at one point, like Siegfried and Roy. You think about that in the mid '80s, Siegfried and Roy were the attraction. They were the number one attraction in Vegas, which is hard to imagine now because you look at Siegfried and Roy and it just seems like a 
a joke. You're like, really? Well, but that and like you think about it now, and it's like, uh, I'd probably skip that show. <laughs> yeah, I know. If I were there. Well, there's so much to do now. I think back in the day, we... we there was nothing else. We forget that there was very little. Yeah. You know. There was no Carrot Top then. No. Well, it's like back in the day, like in like in the 30s and 40s, people would have nothing else to do. They would go watch ships leave. Right. Like you would just... wave. Yeah, like what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to go down to the docks and watch a ship leave and wait. Do you have anyone on the boat? No, but there's nothing else to do. So like, yeah, it's like in the 80s in Vegas. Like, they waved really fast. Too. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, you know, what are you doing in Vegas? I don't know. You wanna, I guess I'll go see those two. Yeah, you want to see these guys. weird tan guys? and you Net know, worth? Combined net worth, you want to guess? 100 million bucks. 120. Yeah. yeah. That, they, that's, did, they did well. That's... Yeah. that's uh... Same thing with like Liberace and all that. You can't... That stuff doesn't Well, really... now that's a talent. <laughs> Liberace? Hell yeah, man. <laughs> oh. Cap's great. Uh, so certain about that. Why not? Yeah. Really? Rachi was awesome. I don't know. Watch Behind the Candelabra. It was pretty oh, I've good. I've seen it. Yeah. Look, don't dock him because he was flamboyant. <laughs> you sound really non-woke. <laughs> I don't think Liberace was uh, was that big of a deal. Do you remember, uh, well, that's your, that's your own opinion. Do you remember Tony Starlight's keyboard guy? Yes. Played for Liberace? Yeah. Remember that? He I'm, spoke highly of him. I missed uh, Tony Starlight. You missed him. What, I, what do you I mean? miss him. I miss Tony. Very dead. No, still alive. Probably bird watching. I think he's back east. We haven't talked to Tony, you know. No, he left town. I think. Yeah, I don't know that for sure, but I think he left. <laughs> Great. So now you've killed him off, and now he's he's fleeing the mob. I want to say, look, here's where I'm going to go with this. I think North Carolina, but I'm not North or South Carolina. All right, but I'm not sure. I'm going to text him. Yeah, I haven't talked the to the Great. I haven't talked to Tony in years. Friend of the program. I love Tony Starlight. Let's see where he's at. Maybe we break, and then when we come back, I'm just going to do it live on the air. We'll we'll get an answer since we're already late. Oh, look at you. Being all PD executive producer. Get out of (laughs) here. Stay in your lane. (laughs) Get over there and shut up. Well, that would be an awkward radio show. That's true. Keep talking. Well, it's a nice day. Yeah, I mean, sort of. That's it. Look, There's Buckley over there. Hey, we'll, Buck. We'll take it. What's up, boys? Buckley's in his Al Davis up, uh, his, his jumper again. I'm in my tracksuit. I like when he goes full Al Davis. Not a tracksuit, but it looks like a tracksuit. Yeah. Pace yourself, full show. I know. It's going to be tough. Don't worry. We got Thursday, a short show. <laughs> and maybe Friday. Possibly maybe Friday. Friday. We'll be Duck fans on Thursday. <laughs> no, Go no, no. That's not true. Duckies. We want to be here on Friday. But then you're anti ducks. You duck hating bitch. Well, we'll be here on Friday regardless. We might just be here for a shorter period of time. Yeah. 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 Well, it's wild. It's uh, March Madness. That's why they call it Madness. <laughs> yes. Indeed. You never know when you're going to be on the air. There are like, like eight automatic bids up for grabs tonight. Should be fun night of basketball. Eight. Something like that. I'd have to check my update again. But yeah, I think Swag that's right. Swag needs to. to... He's having a moment right oh, now. Oh, swag is on one. The lady pilots are made. Do we? Is that over? It is over. They Did won. They, win? they yeah. They upset number one seed Gonzaga wow. in their tournament. They're going dancing. Yeah. So wait, were swag. they good? They were the two seed. Yeah. So they were they were the second best team in their conference. Okay. But it was it was an upset. Now, do they go to the tournament a lot or not? I don't believe Let's look that, that up. I don't know what their history is there. I don't think they, it's a regular thing. They've though. been there, but I do not think it is a regular thing. No. So anyway, I know Swag was losing his s. Is he calling the game? He was calling it with uh, Will Ortner producing. So we're gonna we're gonna so get wait, a couple cuts in here. So wait, we had the women, the Portland Pilots women's game on nine ten. Yeah. yeah, we are home because of the, the men all... got bounced already. Yeah, we're home of the Pilots, man. Well, I know we're home of the Pilots, but we don't play the women's games. We do when they're in the tournament because when they're we're going dancing. Sexist. When we're going dancing, the Lady Pilots. Although we can't call them Lady Pilots, so the men get eliminated and then we put the women on. 
I think that's correct. Yeah, I see, think that happened. I think that I think that's a letter God, to we're the. Being, we're canceled. We should be canceled. I think you should write to Jeff Austin, our program director. Between my Liberace that. take and now this, University of Portland women's basketball history. I've got a lot to do all of a sudden during the break. <laughs> oh, by the way, someone's saying Tony Starlight still in town. Did a private party for a rich client at their place in uh, last month. <laughs> Oh. So, according to this guy. Not dead. According to this guy, not dead. Not in the Carolinas. All right. <laughs> Your information is <laughs> uh, There's something. Uh, uh, he went there for something. I, the I don't know. Portland women have only made the tournament four times. Ever. Ever. Last time was 97, so it's been a while. Wow. I thought they were there not Let's too go. long ago, but I, apparently I stand corrected. Man, I love that. Go pilots. You don't know anything about them. And you never follow them, no. and then all of a sudden they come out of nowhere, and they, and it just it makes you feel good. And the reward will be like South Carolina. Well, they, they yeah, lose, they'll get pummeled. They, they but... lose by seventy. All right, it is three twenty on the fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Well, I just like to point out that I wasn't that far off on uh, regional man of mystery Tony Starlight. No, you were not. So I think he's doing. He's bi coastal now. Yeah. So he he has homes here, and he's still putting on on his website says that he's trying to get the Tony Starlight Theater back up and going, but because of the COVID and then the staffing issues, he's had a hard time getting regular staffing. Yeah. But he's still doing like uh, coming up next month. He's doing a couple shows at the Alberta Rose Theater. But he lives in South Carolina, and he's doing it out there, too. So he's a bi-coastal yeah, yeah. Entertainment, Car- en- entertainment entertainment man. Uh, Carolinas, I knew there was something yes. something out that way. I think he's got family there. And then I think he's watching birds out there, too. He's a he's a bird watcher. Yes, he is. And he does a calendar. He does a, a bird. bird. But you can hire him for private <laughs> parties here in Oregon and Washington, if you want. So he'll, he'll, so where does he live? 
He lives both. I text him, yeah. and he has not replied. So I think his permanent residence is in South Carolina. Okay. And then he, he comes back up here to do uh, to do shows. Here is our poll question. Uh, it is on Twitter at 1080thefan today, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. And I should say it's not just today. It's every day. It'll be there on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, which dude would you most want as your starting quarterback? Jameis Winston, Jimmy Garoppolo, Geno Smith, or Daniel Jones? <laughs> well, <laughs> I gave you some great choices. Those are some great choices. Uh, vote, vote hard. I think I'd take Geno. I really would. Yeah? Yeah. Really? I would. Boy, imagine if I asked you that last year. Well, I mean, the answer is Garoppolo. The answer is Garoppolo. But Garoppolo's injury history, I, it just scares the living daylights out of me. I mean, there's not a good option, by the way, in that mix. So the safest one is not a horrible option. The safest I mean, you could have worse options. You could. The safest one is is Jimmy G, but I think I'd roll the dice with the way Gino played the back half of two years ago and then last year. I think I'd roll the dice and I'd take Gino. Jameis is right out. Really? And I'm not a I we'll, Where have we gone on Jameis Winston? We can talk about it, but then the other one is I don't know what the hell the Giants are doing. That that is yeah. stunning. Well, to me. Daniel Jones got forty million a year today. Forty one. Forty one million? Yeah, I think. Four years one hundred and sixty. Uh, oh, I thought, it, I thought it was 41. Either way, what in the hell? <laughs> what? Well, the- and there's more built in. He can he yeah. can achieve more in incentives. It's the going rate. What? Yeah. Uh, we'll discuss this because yeah. they, they overpaid by a butt ton. All right, vote, vote hard. We have a very special sports guest. Uh, we've been having more and more of these lately. Hey, look at us. So let's keep it going. Uh, Buck has uh, got us Jonathan Smith. Oregon State head coach. Oh, That's that, right. Is that what he does? That's what he does. We will interview Jonathan Smith, the not football Tony, coach. Not Tony Starlight, but Jonathan Smith. At Oregon State. Uh, coming up next, here's Buck. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. 
Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. All right, pleased to have you along. Super big sports guest joining us now on uh, The Fan. It's been a while since we've uh, spoken with this guy. As a matter of fact, I think it might. The last time we spoke to him might have been down at Pac-12 Media Day back when we used to go to that. Yeah, it's been a while. But it has been a while. It is uh, the return of Oregon State coach Jonathan Smith. Can you read me, Jonathan? Good to uh, good to join you guys. Sorry, I had to cut out on my phone there. Oh, no problem. Can you hear us okay? Yep, got you now. Good deal. Well, uh, welcome back on. Um, you know, it's been a while, and, you know, for those that haven't been following, which is probably not a lot of people, I mean, most people know what's going on, but from 2-10 and 10 to 10-3 and 3 in five seasons, quite a turnaround. I guess my question would be what uh, factors most contributed to you getting this thing uh, fully turned around down there in Corvallis? Well, it's definitely a group effort. It starts with these players. I mean, we've got quite a few players that were on that team last year that ended up going 10-3 and three that were a part of year one um, and not winning many games. And so these players just going to work, continuing to believe and and grow and develop. Uh, this coaching staff had a huge amount of continuity through those years um, and a lot of work put in by them. Uh, you know, Beaver Nation, this, is, this thing turned into having a real home field advantage, especially the last couple of years. That was the impact on, on better success and winning some games. So... A lot of people contributed, and there's still more work to do. That's why we're looking forward to, you know, next season. And we kicked off spring ball today. And a lot to a lot to like the, with what's happening. Yeah, I mean, not just you know ten and three, but I mean, you look at some of the losses. I mean, you go to that USC game. I mean, it couldn't have been more razor thin. I mean, just you know, maybe one or two less uh, mistakes at the quarterback position, and and you know, this is last year could have been a a, a Pac-12 title, you know, type of team. Yeah, yeah, there's always, uh, especially the coach in me, you look back on what you left out there and had opportunities, and, and we did. We had some tight losses, uh, especially that, that one at SC at home that played really well until the end, and give credit to them the finishing the game. Uh, there's other, of course, games we won that were pretty tight and then could have gone the other way. I mean, we found a way to beat Stanford the last second. You know, that could have been opposite. And so, you know, I look back on it. We did a lot of good things, and, uh, Again, I go back to the players and the leadership we had on the group. Um, but winning tight games is that's how you make special special seasons. And we know we're going to be in a bunch of tight games this next season. When you take over a program as head coach, um, obviously your coaching acumen. I mean, we we knew you know you know you can coach. You know what you're doing uh, X's and O's wise. But what about building a culture? Like what what are the keys to getting things turned around culture wise? What what contributed to that? Yeah, there's a lot there. I mean, it, and I didn't have all the answers, especially early on. Early on, you do. As time goes, you just be. You always learn it. You know, each year, each situation that arose, you're one to two to three, and you learn from it. And you had some concrete goals of building some trust and accountability, uh, raising a level of competition uh, in practice that bleeds into the games. Those are something that we hung our hat on and and grew with that. And then you're always learning about the, the type of team you have, you know, on the X's and O's side, you know, some schemes that some coaches might know really, really well, but did that fit the roster we had and currently have? And so even even this year, headed into it, we're making some adjustments, right? You're always going to try to put your players out there that give them the best chance for success, that their talent fits. Um, and so, like I say, you're always learning, navigating, um, and working on the the culture and a, a trust, competition, and accountability. 
How much different is it now? I mean, you, you've seen the last couple of years, you know, from your time at UW to coming here, and you've seen a real transformation in college football from NIL to the way it's being recruited now to the transfer portal being almost, I would say, as important, if not, you know, in some cases more important than, than, than your, just your recruiting class. How much different is the world of college football and now realignment and, you know, the Pac-12 and where it's coming or going? And how much different is this than when you – got started in this game or just, you know, when you took over Oregon State a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> quite a bit different, man. It, uh, all those aspects you just mentioned, you know, were, were, weren't taking place five years ago when oh. we first started the job here. And, and again, that's why you're back here. You're learning and uh, finding new ways to navigate. But, yeah, with the transfer portal and then how much it's used in, and there's quality players in the in the portal. So, like you say, you can add your roster that way and you're also also trying to keep your own roster uh, and, and keep a ton of good players hopping in that in that portal, and then you throw in the name, image, and likeness, and um, yeah, the thing is different. Conference realignment—that's the one. It's almost like I've got no control over there. I don't spend a lot of time, um, mental energy on it. Obviously, it affects things, and in recruiting in the future, and you know, always recruiting prospects, and they want to know what it's going to look like for their college careers, and it's tough to give them definitive answers currently still confident that there's a lot to you know believe in in the Pac-12 and the history and tradition and for the most part staying status quo I think there's a lot a lot of positive there but there's no certainty currently on that so again you learn and it's been it's been a quite a bit of a great ride but it's definitely different than uh you know our first season in 2018. Does it hurt at all that uncertainty when you're in a kid's living room and you know, we, we don't know what's happening with the TV deal. We don't know what's happening with, with teams coming to go in expansion or, or teams leaving. Does that hurt, or is it is it a, a relatively minor thing in the recruiting process? You know, I think it kind of depends on the, the recruit themselves. It's definitely not helping. Um, but to say it totally hurts you, it matters on, on the prospect you're looking at. And, you know, the region of the country, he wants to be on the West Coast. I don't know if it really hurts that as much. Um but it's not it's not helping in any way to have the uncertainty, and that's why, I, in my opinion, be some benefit of uh, you know linking something and setting a plan that everyone knows. And how much time do you have to spend on? You mentioned you know keeping your kids. I think that's an aspect that maybe not enough people talk about. Like you have a breakout star in 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 Damian Martinez who comes out and is just an absolute beast for you. How much time do you have to spend recruiting your own players? Yeah, yeah. We, well, I'll say with this: we start with if we're doing things right around here. Most most players are going to want to stay. Yeah. They feel like their opportunity, they're growing, they're improving, um, their talents are getting showcased. They got an opportunity to win and play in big stages. We we feel good that we're providing all of that. Um, and so then at the when, again, these guys have options in that in today's age. They've got options to consider uh, if we build a. a strong enough relationship with them to help them digest and, and navigate through that. And, and then we do, we got some solid points that I think are really positive. That's why they've had success here um, and, and convincing them that their future in the next couple of years, they can do the same thing. And that's what we got to do. This is uh, Oregon state's Jonathan Smith with us here on the fan. Isn't the transfer portal a good thing from your perspective? There's a, there is, there's a lot of good to it. I mean, let's face it, not every, situation that players sign up for when they sign as 
seniors in high school. I mean, those things change over a couple of years. Uh, there's, there's situations where guys come and, the, you know, for whatever reasons, maybe the playing time they're going to see or uh, the scheme changed, um, the fit wasn't wasn't right. Maybe they do generally want to study something that's different than the universities offered. So there's many examples of reasons why there's positives for these guys to be able to, to start fresh and get a new opportunity um, um, with that. I think it's what's sometimes unfortunate is sometimes those decisions are too quick. They don't give the, the institution or the, the school a long enough uh, period of time of being there. Mm-hmm. There's a reason they chose to be there. Give it a more time. Sometimes these quick decisions I don't think always are the right ones. But it helps you, though, in a sense that there's this bigger pool of players that, you know, you can fill a hole with. Proven players. Yeah, I mean... Well, Oh, yeah, there's no question of adding to your roster. Um, you need a more immediate need. Um, whatever position, maybe you need an older player, a little bit more experienced player. Um, so, yeah, there's benefit, no question, that you can add to your roster that way, uh, not just through strictly high school players. Okay, this Clemson quarterback, What? give us the – what's the pronunciation? I'm not even going to try. Oh, you're not even going to try, DJ? <laughs> <laughs> Ugo. Oftentimes I catch myself butchering it too. Yeah. Um, Maybe but we'll... I will tell you, he had a great day today. Um, got a bunch of reps and uh, threw the ball around. He's been awesome these first couple of months. Just kind of fitting in with the guys going to work. Um, I think the guys have appreciated that, uh, sitting in the locker room. And uh, he's got a presence to him that, um, that I think, again, fit our locker room and talking about work ethic, low ego, and, and uh, wanting to be a great teammate. Uh, so DJ's been been a great addition for us, had a good day-to-day, and, and really all the Qs did. Ben made a couple of nice throws. Aiden Childs is a freshman that arrived here in January uh, from Southern California. He he did some good things, worked really hard the last couple of months getting ready for this. And then, uh, you know, now they're going to digest this tape and get to practice again on Thursday. I'm just going to call him DJ. So what what jumped out? I do the same. Yeah, I'm not yeah, I do the same. Louis Ungalale, I believe. Louis Ungalale, I believe that is. That's right. how I say it. And well, I'm, I, there may be a tweak there, but I'm I'm in the ballpark. I know that he's DJ to me. <laughs> there you go, DJ. Uh, what what jumps out on film about him to you, or or what's he best at? What type of quarterback uh, can people expect? Yeah, you know, as we watched him on tape from Clemson, I just think what jumped out was his competitiveness, uh, finding ways to move the ball, standing strong in the pocket, getting hit. He carried the ball quite a bit, too, and was a physical runner. Um, and so he was just, you could see it, he was a competitor out there. He played in some big stages, big games, won a lot of games. Um, and so, because, yes, he's played a long time, so a lot of tape to digest and look at. Um, that's why we're excited to get him get him over here with a fresh start and a little bit of a new scheme that's going to take a little bit to learn and get comfortable with. Um, but he brings that competitiveness, and he's got all the talent in the world. He can make all the throws, and that even showed today when he was uh, out there running around. So is, is it a true competition? Do we have a leader in the clubhouse, or are we going you know, blank slate here between you know, with Ben you know, returning and then DJ and then you know, Childs, who you know, that's one of the bigger recruits that this program has landed in, in decades? Yeah, it's a competition, and we've treated it that way really every position every year. Um, what What's taken place in the past, you know, it counts, right, because we've learned and guys gained experience and what Ben was able to learn and experience and really win. The guy went 7-1 and one as a starter last year. Um, he's got an opportunity to continue to compete for this thing, same as DJ coming in here. Aiden Childs, a freshman, there's a reason he arrived early uh, in January so that he can get a bunch of reps in spring and, 
and showcase what he's what he's got. And so I, I think that only makes the room better, pushes pushes each other each day, knowing that it's a, a true competition. And that's how we treat every position, even Damian Martinez. We had some other backs that have been around here and done some really good things. And so um, earning their carries and their playing time. That's how it's been for the whole program. Is that the strongest position right now when you look at Martinez? You got Jam back there and then Fenwick. Is that your your strongest position as the running back? It's it's pretty strong, we feel, what they were able to do last year. Because like you mentioned, Jam and Fenwick had great you – know, both of them played really well in the bowl game. But Isaiah Newell played really well, especially some meaningful carries late in the season. He's got an opportunity. Trey Lowe's a guy that dealt with injuries last year. Didn't play a ton, but he's fully healthy. He had a great – you know, first day back kind of spring ball. So we got five guys there that we feel like can, you know, score some t- touchdowns and make plays. So that is a, a group that we feel deep that we have experience wise. Um, and, and, you know, it's a, a nice, because the running back position gets banged up and you want to have some options at that, at that spot we do. Well, especially when you have to come from three scores down in the second half uh, <laughs> against uh, your arch rival and not complete a pass. I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming that that is not exactly how that one was drawn up, and yet it worked. No, <laughs> it did. And, you know, some of that, we did get some good field position on those. You know, we had the block punt thing and the fourth down stop on our side, so there wasn't like a huge amount of yards we needed, and the run game was working. So you're not going to go away That's from it. Right. Um, but that was definitely a special kind of second half for for our place and, yeah. and something that we won't for soon forget. Uh, we won't keep you too much longer here. This is Oregon State's Jonathan Smith, but I thought of something. I, I uh, thought this when I was watching you this past season. I want If I ever got the chance to talk to you again, I, I wanted to ask you about analytics. And, you know, what? because you're, you're, you'll go for it. I mean, you're not afraid. Fourth and, you know, whatever, fourth and short, even in your own territory. What all goes in? What, what all do you take into account? And how do you go about making those decisions on the field in real time? Yeah, we, we definitely uh, look into the analytics. Uh, we prep during the week with some anticipated, you know, whether it's scores or situations that arise. And so you use that as a part of your decision-making um, and then, of course, there's going to be a gut, too, uh, as the game progresses. You learn how the game's going, especially in the first half, or the weather might change, an injury might change something. Um, but we use it uh, quite a bit, and I think it's just another way to help you uh, make decisions yeah. with that in, in information. And so, and it's been helpful, I'll be honest with you. It's something that it, those, those calls ain't easy now uh, on fourth downs. So some of these situations go rise on you quickly, and you got to make a quick decision. So prepping throughout the week, knowing what data says, even during the game, and then yeah, ultimately you gotta make a call with the the information you have in the in the gut and what you've seen as the game's taking place. Yeah, that's what I wondered about the t- the time. Like you don't have a lot of time, and these are key calls. So, like you said, you do a lot of prep, but do you have someone on the headset that's that's saying to you, okay, here's what the numbers say on fourth and two from your own forty five or whatever, or or you just have to make the gut call right then without really uh, um, sort of uh, being able to tap into the analytics at the time. Right. Well, on the offensive side, we, we do. With start of a series or really after a game first down, we'll know the field position on first down, where you at, where you got to get to, and then the fourth down recommendations. If it gets to a point, if it's fourth and three, they recommend doing this or that. Um, so that's that's yeah. helpful. And that, that also changes a little bit like when you're punting, field position we called the fake punt in the bowl game uh the recommendation there was to punt the ball but it was just outside of what they thought was a 
you know, a risk worth taking, I guess, percentage-wise. So that was, there's some benefit there. Okay. Um, but sometimes it's also on the flip side, timeout usage is something that's been beneficial, being able to, again, prep during the week on the numbers and whatever the score is, how much time's left, uh, those kind of things. So when you say recommendation, you're talking about what the number, like all the prep that went into what the numbers tell you if you get in this situation? Yeah, the, yeah. the percentage would say you have a, a high percentage of what one to convert, but also they look at the scenario if you don't, like you kick the ball, right. you punt the ball, and then the percentage of like who's going to score next or where's the score at if you're down or how many possessions are left in the game. That's another thing I've learned over the last couple of years, just kind of thinking about by possession, knowing your style of offense too on possessions. Like we use a little bit more time than maybe some up-tempo to throw the ball every snap. We use some possession times. Well, that sometimes is just going to limit the amount of possessions you have left in the game, right. and that would play into how aggressive you won't be on that fourth down decision. Yeah. Um, all right, renovation almost done down there. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I actually took a tour yesterday, walking around. It's impressive. Looking out my window right now, they're actually putting all the seat back chairs in. Cool. And so we've got about half of them in on the lower lower level, and things going to be awesome. Uh, so it's yeah, on budget, on time. Shooting middle of June. Wow! Uh, that we showcasing this thing on budget, on time. Love That's it. rare. What's the coolest part to you? You know, there's a lot to like. I do like the uh, they call it Beaver Street, where you get three three hundred sixty degree access, so you can get a seat on the other side and walk along Beaver Street and, and grab a bite to eat while you're still viewing the game. I think yeah. the proximity of every seat on the new side is closer, closer to the field, the field view. Um, that uh, that thing's pretty nice. Yeah, you know what I read? Um, I read that the new seating is actually the closest proximity to the playing field of any stadium in the country. Did you know that? I knew it was there. They, I know they're selling that as one of the best, or the yeah. very best, but I don't know every place in the in the country. Yeah. I know this. I'm just looking at these seats. If I was sitting and watching the game, I mean, you're going to hear it, the opposing coaches from the sideline. You're you're that close. Yeah, that's cool. Well, hey, thank you so much for taking time. It was great to catch up with you again, Jonathan. Appreciate you. Yeah, no, no doubt we'll do it again. Okay, thank you, Jonathan Smith, Oregon State football coach, two and ten five years ago, ten and three last season. What a great job he's yeah, done. Yeah, spring ball kicking it off, and it kind of snuck up on you, but yeah, I mean, everyone's yeah, it did. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden, wait, you're... spring ball? What? <laughs> so DJ Uwe, uh, by the way. Uh, I'd like to point out, and I hate to do it, he can't pronounce it either. <laughs> well, he bailed out. Well, he bailed. Well, I think he was... And he, he's his coach. He was afraid that, that there would be a there a slip there. Well, but I... I mean, I wouldn't have asked him if I... I mean, I thought that maybe he would, you know, be able to nail that because... Well, I mean, nailing it is... I, I believe I have it down, but you're never confident in nailing it. But it's Ui Ungalele... Uh, DJ Ui Ungalele. I believe is well. You said it two different ways there, and there's. No, I think the first way was right. I think it's Uiungalale. There's no N though. I know, in, but in it's spelling. like, but it's like Tungo Vailoa, where it's it's not. There's no N in it, but the pronunciation includes an N. <sighs> I don't know if I, I believe you guys. I'm pretty sure it's it's Uiungalale. <laughs> See, I Gosh, think you're doing two Gs. It. I think there's just uh, one, there's one G. G. <laughs> How about this? It's DJ. It I mean, DJ. if you if you read it just as it. And you can't, it's not. And you're not supposed to do that. You're not but, supposed to do that. Well, I guess they, sometimes they tell you to do that. Then it would look, look like so Uiagalele. Uiagalele. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> ah, he's DJ in, well, in my mind. Look, I understand there's a competition, but I fully expect DJ <laughs> to be under center. And yeah. look, there's no reason, especially with their schedule, that, you know, that Oregon State 
shouldn't be considered a, a real contender in the Pac-12. They do have to replace a lot on the defense side of the ball. I mean, their secondary was lights out, and there were some NFL guys. So, I mean, there are some question marks, but they've done a hell of a job building that program. All right, open uh, open Seggy next. We'll, we'll probably get started breaking down these uh, quarterback deals. Uh, Lamar Jackson, non-exclusive franchise tag, yeah. and Daniel Jones gets $40 million a year. What a world. Uh, it is 352 on the fan. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I just jotted something down into my notes that we must discuss, and that is the ageism of one uh, yeah. <laughs> Buckley hates noted producer, Ryan Buckley. Uh, yeah. I don't think that my comment makes me an ageist. Well, it's just ragging on Sister Jean. No kidding. The old battle axe out there, as Bucks likes to call it. 103, man. I heard some of the things he was saying God, during the it break. Was off. It made me very uncomfortable. She me looks too. terrible. I, for one, love the olds. Just saying. Well, I don't dislike the olds. That's not what we heard. I bet she would rather not be here right now. <laughs> That's what I think. Well, wow. maybe. But she's 103. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like. Anybody over the age of 100, no none did. of them look good. No. no, no. But as 103-year-olds go, she's not... I've seen worse. You have? Yeah, man. Well, I don't think I've seen that many. I don't think she looks all that bad for 103. Look, but I, I, I'll say this. In, in defense of Buck's uh, blatant hatred for old people... Not the case. She does look a lot worse than when she first... <laughs> Like well, yeah, came on the scene. Well, which was what? Like she's 98? aged twenty five years in the last five years. I do think the last couple of years of your life they age like dog years. Well, she wrote a book though. Like every did she write the book? Yeah, man. Really? I bet it's a wonderful memoir. She wrote too. a memoir. I just can't believe she wants to be like brought to the arena for these games at this point. Maybe uh, she does, but I'm thinking I comfortable couch and large TV. Te- I think TV. I think the only thing that sister G- that keeps sister Jean going is being wheeled out to those basketball games. But she sure as hell didn't write that book. 
don't think Sister Jean can lift a hand, let alone hold a pencil no. or a pen. She wrote every little, every yeah, word with, that's a, a, that's a, with a big. No, that's a big no. And I, I actually think she doesn't want to go to the games, but because I, I read a quote from her. She was talking about her book. If you they, don't know, by the way, she's the the nun at Loyola Chicago when yeah. they made their big NCAA tournament run a number of years ago, and they rolled her out there, and God was on her side. It was pre-COVID, right? It was like yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, I, she I she a, disappeared during COVID because. She was the vulnerable. I read a quote from her, uh, and she was talking about her book or something, but she was saying that basically they pressure her into doing everything now. Well, that's a bummer if that's true. I, I don't think she really wants to be out there. They just keep telling her, look, uh, we really need you. You're great for marketing. You're uh, our mascot. Everybody loves you. Giant source of revenue. Yeah, you got to do it. And that's that's she was saying about the book. Is She's like, I don't want to write a book. And they were like, Sister Jean, you're going to write the damn book. Okay? Sister Jean didn't write the book. Okay. Well, you know what I mean? Like, it's, just... of course, there's a ghostwriter, but I just, you know, it's about her. It's her thing. <laughs> but uh, she said she didn't want to do it, but they made her. I'm just saying. I, I think she might actually be uh, be being held with, against her will, but she won't. She's so nice, she won't say. Anything. She looks like a prisoner to this life. <laughs> like at this when, point. like when Ted Williams was rolled out of the All Star game yeah. a number of just years ago. Like that and he had no idea what he was doing, but his kid would make him do all those appearances because I'm sure he got paid for it. Someone needs to. Someone's <laughs> making money off Sister Jean, and I don't think it's Sister Jean. I don't think as a nun you can make money, can you? Yeah, I don't know. I think as a nun, I think you're married to God, and I think you have to give all the money. Yeah. They're forcing her to do a lot of this stuff, though. No. She's even said it. Again, she's Cry a, for help. She's 103. What else is she going to do? All right, do? Uh, let's get to this quarterback money. We've wasted enough time here. It is. John, oh, wait, not John. What? Uh, Daniel <laughs> <Oop>. Jones. <laughs> John Jones? John Jones, you 40 million a year. <laughs> are you going to talk about the big John Jones fight? Are we going to get the rot breakdown? I thought he was in prison. No, 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 no. He's the heavyweight champ of the world now. Shouldn't he be in prison? Probably. Was he in prison? No. He's Why been, do I think? He's been in trouble with the, he's, he gets in trouble a lot. Well, but I, I thought he was. No. No. Didn't he like kill a guy with his fist or something? No, he did not. But he is officially. But he could. He could. He is officially the scariest human being to ever walk the planet. <laughs> he's not going to win. He already Who's did. Who's he fighting? He already did. Oh. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not going to break. Why would you want me to break it down? It already happened. <laughs> I wanted the I wanted the, the, big, the big ROP reaction. Did he beat Conor McGregor? No, he did not. That would that would I, you know Ronda what? Rousey. I would pay a lot of money to see him fight Conor McGregor because Conor McGregor would die. Did he beat Kimbo Slice? <laughs> already dead. And no, not at the hands of John Jones. Did Can he, he fight Logan Paul or Jake Paul? Excuse me. <laughs> He could fight them Jake. both at the same time, and he would murder them both. Are they both fighters, the Pauls? Uh, no, one's, I don't think so. one's a WWE guy now. Oh, okay. Jake Paul's the kind of good boxer. He lost. Maybe? He lost though. He, dude, finally, yeah, to some other crappy pseudo celebrity boxer, Tommy Fury. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd want to know all about the fight game. I like Sister Jean talk better. <laughs> Now, I like sis- talking about old ladies. What would happen if John Jones fought Sister Jean? Oh, come on. Now that. Do you guys remember Celebrity silly. Deathmatch? Yes. That was awesome. That's what we need is Sister Jean versus John Jones. Inclamation. According to Buckley, uh, she is being held captive to this world, and I do believe that John Jones could release her from that. All right. Um, Focus. We've got some uh, quarterback deals to talk about. Daniel Jones gets $40 million a year. That's next on The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.